Well, this is a little different, recording on a Monday. I haven't done this in quite some time, but of course. <sighs> it's time to get back to business. It's time to get back to how it all started. Because I'm on a fucking terrible streak. I'm pissed off, and I'm ready to go. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram, at RoyDog underscore 13, and for the time being, oh, shit, I could actually say that for all of them, Dennis M. Roy over there. Hit me up on Messenger, DM me, get the spreadsheets, get the article. It'll be well worth your time. How's everybody doing? Uh, hopefully it's better than me. Um, week 13, uh, very upsetting weekend uh, for yours truly. Um, <laughs> not to say without any fucking effort. Um, oh, really upset, really high scores this week in DFS across the board. Um enough to say i hit a goal hit basically hit the goal threshold in all three sites fanduel yahoo and dk and uh didn't cash a single fucking lineup all the way across uh really high scores uh really chalky lineups uh a weird fucking pivot which really fucking weird um i'll get into that uh so basically, what I've stated before in the past, like FanDuel, you're looking for a 120, 125 is usually pretty much the cash line. I had a 149 over there uh, that did not cash. You needed to have at least a 160, preferably 163 to 65 would have gotten you across uh, by a point or two. Uh <laughs> Yahoo, I had a 139, usually 115. 120 is the threshold line for caching. Uh, you needed to get at least 140, so I missed by basically a point across the board uh, in the couple of cash lineups, uh, cash games that I was in in there. And then DraftKings. Uh, looking to at least hit the 150 threshold. We do aim higher. We aim for a 170, 175 uh, to make sure that we're safely across. I had a 169, and you basically needed about 180. So what the fuck happened? Um, Joe Burrow happened. Uh, I went Joe Burrow pay down so I could pay up a little bit at the other positions. Um, he hurt his pinky. He dislocated his pinky on his throwing hand, which is uh, what really kind of started 
killing that one off. Uh, I knew I should have went with Brady. I had lineups with Brady in there uh, and changed them out. Like I said, to pay up. And my cats are fighting. That's great. Um, so, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fucking frustrated. Yeah, you can know my location, NFL.com. Thank you. Um, I'm fucking frustrated about it. It's been a really bad season personally. Um, seems to, <laughs> I seem to miss the fucking cash lineup or cash line by five points or less every fucking week. You know, I have had it to where I win, you know, one week on DK, uh, one week on FanDuel, but it hasn't been where I've won on both, uh, much unlike last year where it was pretty much fire all year. Why this is happening, um, too much overthinking. Um, not trusting my gut. Luckily, uh, folks out there are trusting my gut um, out there and are still making money week in and week out. You know, maybe a hiccup here or there, but overall making money this year, which is good. That's what I want. I want everybody to be winning money. But I would definitely, of course, like to win along with everybody. So a couple of things that, you know, that really probably are, you know, in the back of my head, not knowing, um, you know, not trying to make excuses, but just trying to figure out what exactly mentally I need to fix to kind of get back on get back on that winning wagon, right? You know, one thing there is uh, dealing with you know a family issue. You know, it's nothing, nothing that I would actually you know want to get into or tell you know talk to anybody about. Um, it's just something that you got to deal with. Been dealing with it all season, even before the season. So, um, but <clears throat> it is what it is. You know, a lot of people have have issues personally, family. You know, especially you know with COVID and all that type of bullshit. So, it's not going to be an excuse on there. One of the other things, too, is probably listening and watching too much programming. Um, as much as I listen to a lot of it for entertainment, the problem is sometimes the players that they that a, that a program will bring up, uh, whether it be a good play or bad play, uh, subconsciously probably sinks in, in you know, my head. I'm sure it does with... Everybody else, especially when I get questions and um, about certain players, and it's like, where where are we coming up with this, right? You know, a few people have heard, like, where are you going with this? Why why are we here? This is not what I've written up, um, that type of deal. So 
one of the things that I'm going to try this week is just basically uh, taking my Sirius XM radio especially and just moving it completely to music. Now, you know, NFL network uh, radio, that I would probably listen to a little bit more. Uh, just kind of getting the ins and outs, uh, still keeping it tuned into football. That's probably what I'll end up doing. I'll completely take it off the fucking fantasy channel and just kind of be done with it for the week and see what happens. Um, another thing is probably social media. Uh, Twitter especially, that's where most of the fantasy football type stuff is on there. Um, it's so many bad fucking takes out there, you know, and I don't respond. I don't respond to anything. I don't put anything out there um, like a lot of folks do. Uh, try to play it, you know, close to the vest. Everything that I have on here stays on the either on the podcast, you know, which is available to everybody, uh, much like the write ups. Um, spreadsheets, everything, you know, if somebody wants it, you know, you're more than happy to ha have it and it's free. Um, and I, I have no issue um, with that, but um, I consider a lot of that stuff that <clears throat> that's for, you know, the quote unquote subscribers, right? The, the mailing list essentially. Um, I call subscribers not paying anything for it. It is what it is, right? So, um, part of that has been, I have handed, I have handed some of the stuff out as far as the spreadsheets, right? The target, the target spreadsheet, uh, strength of schedule, uh, the main spreadsheet I've handed it. I I've handed it out um, all through the season out to, you know, a couple of sites, a couple of people within the industry and, and I really think I'm just going to say, fuck it. I'm done with that. I'm going to take that. And just be like, you're not going to fucking get it. Now I'm sure it'll be like, well, why aren't you? Why why are we not getting it? Um, you know, uh, is it because we're not you know not getting paid for it? Uh, th that type of bullshit. And like I said, I I don't give a fuck about having a site um, pay me for anything. Uh, certainly not over you know daily ambush. Um, where uh, Steve Renner's at or running, you know, he had asked me too if I wanted to get paid for it, and I said no, because you know it's the philosophy is if I'm good enough, I'm going to pay myself, correct? So I take winning. The reason for that is it takes winning a lot more seriously. The drive is a little bit there. Um, I think there's a lot of people 
maybe not, you know, the quote-unquote experts, right, the higher-ups. Um, although sometimes you could, you could probably say that, you know, they're in the same category. It seems like everybody does stuff just to get paid, but it's half-assed, um, half-assed bullshit nonsense. Clickbait bullshit on Twitter where it's not really a real take. It's just there just to get interactions. It's there just to be like, well, check out this guy. You know, you got to follow him. He's got all these weird, crazy takes and whatnot. And I, I get so fucking tired of it. And I think just the anger from that just kind of builds in there of it might be just plain, it, you know, it could probably break down a, you know, a little bit of jealousy in there. Um, let's just be real with it. Right. Everybody wants to get paid for what they're doing. Um, I just, I refuse to be the fucking guy who's just like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at all this type of shit and trying to get as many fucking followers on a social media account as humanly possible. Um, because it just turns into plain old fucking douchebaggery. There's people out there that promote themselves as being smarter than what they are when they're subscribed to um, provider sites. Now, I don't include PFF on there, even though they've got their DFS shit on there. It's garbage. I do that just so I get, you know, the numbers for the spreadsheet and all that. Football Outsiders, I subscribe to. Um, they don't really deal with a lot of DFS. It's just all, you know, data and knowledge and uh, data points and stuff. So, but I'm talking about like, um, you know, people are subscribed to Fantasy Alarm. You know, this is not the uh, single these pla- these places out, but. Like Fantasy Alarm, for instance, you know, um, Elite Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Points, that type of shit, right? Because they want to know where the fuck to go, um, what are the good plays, and whatnot. They're basically letting other people do the fucking work and taking it and utilizing it as their own fucking work. I don't do that. I refuse to sign up for a service. I that's one of the main fucking reasons I don't want to work for it. I really for the love of God, if I could do this whole thing without ever fucking working for somebody other than say myself, that's the way I want to go. I don't want to have somebody else's takes infiltrate my takes. My picks. And again, that goes back to the radio, um, anything on TV. It has to be ours. And I have to make sure that I'm 100% fucking focused. Now, if other folks are still winning, you using 
that article using that spreadsheet using the other two spreadsheets and clearly I am still doing something right but I can't get my head in there without fucking it up so fuck it clear all that space the radio the TV outside of actually watching the games of course and the people within the industry can go to the the wayside you're not getting you're not getting this shit anymore i'm done with it because it almost feels like even more of a burden to try and get stuff done by a certain time which i do like the push but it feels like I'm working for somebody else aside from myself. And that doesn't include the people who actually get this, right? The people on the mailing list, people who listen to the podcast. You guys are fine. I work for you. I work for me. What I'm saying is it's me, myself, and I. Everybody else, get the fuck out of my analysis. Because when the boss is happy, the boss is winning. So we need to get the boss winning again while getting keeping everybody else winning. And that's probably going to piss some people off. I'm going to get DM this week. Why are we not getting this? Why am I not? Or why am I not getting it? Should be. I hope it's why I'm not getting this. Not why are we not getting this? Um. But I can't have what happened this weekend happen anymore. I fucking utterly refuse for it to happen. I felt like I was on the verge of a nervous fucking breakdown yesterday after the late afternoon games. What happened yesterday, the reason why those lines started getting up there was, and this is part, this is part of it. There were some really good lineups out there. Uh, it was chalky as hell. Uh, chalky as hell weekend. But um, part of it was people fell behind and the switch out, the double switch out worked. And what they did was they switched in cash. They came off uh, Elijah Mitchell in the late games. Went down to Sony Michelle. And then bumped up a receiver up to Cooper Cup. And both players went off. You're talking, especially on DK, you're talking probably a 30, 30 plus, let's just say 30 plus 25. So it's 55 points between two players. 
translate that down to FanDuel, and you're looking at 45. And that was the killer. Going into those late games, I was 20 points ahead of the line on all fronts with three to four players left in the late afternoon games. Felt really good about it. Really fucking good. By halftime, I was down below the line by 15 points. And I knew something happened. So that's one of those times when like the double switch out actually worked. Okay, that's how that's how it's supposed to work. If you're behind, you kind of get off uh, some of that chalk, which is what dropped Mitchell down. Now, if Mitchell would have went like completely off, they could have been fucked. If Jimmy Garoppolo actually would have thrown it to Brandon Ayuk a little bit, and Ayuk could actually catch a ball, they could have been fucked. So, it is what it is. We move on. We move on. Oh, God. Let's see. What's on the news? What's on the news? Oop. Carolina fired offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Uh, purely a football decision. Uh, here's what I did not want to see. The L.A. Chargers put Keenan Allen on the reserve COVID-19 list. Oh, please, I swear to God, I hope he is. hope he's vaccinated and can get a double negative before the weekend. That'd be great. Uh, Logan Thomas tore his ACL. Uh, that's really terrible. And, uh, ooh, Saints wide receiver Deontay Harris suspended three games for a DUI arrest. If you're with New Orleans, I can see why. Uh, DUIs are bad. Don't drink and drive. We did not like that. But let's see here. Um, Roundup. What is going on here? Latest league news. Let's go through the latest league news, shall we? Holy shit, what the fuck was that? Why? 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 Good God. Um, uh, Tyrod Taylor, torn ligaments in his wrist. Davis Mills. Um, <laughs> Tyrod just cannot stay fucking healthy. Davis Mills will start a quarterback. Great. Um, let's see. Baltimore Ravens cornerback. This is big. Uh, Marlon Humphrey missed the remainder of the season. Suffered torn pack. Uh, lost the Steelers. That's terrible. Uh, let's see. Buffalo Bills. Ooh, this is big tonight. Placed linebacker A.J. Klein on the reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, Carolina Panthers offensive lineman Trent Scott on the reserve COVID-19 uh, Cincinnati linebacker Logan Wilson, uh, shoulder dislocation. Uh, Marcus Bailey, oh, Stinger. Uh, Chidovia Wuzier, day to day with a foot injury. Um, Joe Burrow, I guess, feels good. 
with the pinky. That's good. Cleveland. Uh, designated linebacker Jacob Phillips, return from injury reserve. Oh, plays tight end Steven Carlson on the reserve COVID-19 list. Great. Uh, then we know that uh, right tackle Jack Conklin for Browns. Uh, ruptured his patellar tendon. Uh, had successful surgery. That's good. Uh, Detroit Lions center Evan Brown, reserve COVID-19. Uh, Green Bay Packers place quarterback Jordan Love on the reserve COVID-19 list. Ooh, Kurt Beckenkurt time. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders tight end Darren Waller, day-to-day. Running back Jalen Richard. Yeah, he was placed on reserve COVID-19. That was before the game. So Keenan Allen, we got that. Uh, Joey Bosa. Um, evaluated for concussion, was cleared to return, but remained on the sideline. Miami Dolphins running back Patrick Laird, expected to miss multiple weeks with an MCL sprain. Could land on an injured reserve. Eh, get him out of there. Uh, big one, Minnesota Vikings, Adam Thielen. Long shot to play Long shot to play Thursday against Pittsburgh. Thielen suffered a high ankle sprain in Sunday's loss. Did not practice on the estimated injury report. Let's see here. Uh, Christian Derrissaw, left tackle, uh, ankle, linebackers Anthony Barr, knee hamstring, Eric Hendricks, uh, biceps listed as limited. So they're going to be hurting. Going into the game with Pittsburgh. Oof. Go pity. Go pity. Uh, let's see. Oh, Patriots. Uh, designated Jamie linebacker Jamie Collins reserve from injury reserve ahead of Monday night's game. Uh, New Orleans Saints defensive end Cam Jordan reserve COVID-19. Uh, Danny Jones getting his neck evaluated. Uh, Mike Lennon is in a concussion protocol, uh, so pay attention to that one. We'll definitely start whoever defense is against him. Uh, Wes Martin, offensive guard, placed on reserve COVID-19. Holy shit, this thing is long as fuck. Uh, New York Jets, uh, Corey Davis is gone. Uh, he's having season-ending core muscle surgery. Uh, slot corner Michael Carter II is in concussion protocol. Uh, Pittsburgh activated linebacker Robert Spillane from COVID. Quarterback, let's see, Roethlisberger Peck, Chase Claypool Toe, cornerback Joe Hayden with his foot. We're listening to his DNPs on the estimated injury report. Uh, let's see, Tampa cornerback Jamel Dean remains in concussion protocol. Uh, chance Dean could play against the Bills this week. Defensive tackle William Golston. Uh, patellar tendon issue in his knee. That is not good. Uh, Tennessee designated receiver Julio Jones and Racy McMath. Safety Dane Krushank. For return from injured reserve, uh, let's see. Jones has been out since week nine. Tight end Austin Fort activated from COVID. Uh, Logan Thomas torn ACL. Um, uh, God damn it. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, foot injury. Uh, 
Kenyon Drake, he's out for the rest of the season, broken foot. So that's kind of going through here. Um, fuck it. Let's just uh, let's just go through these fucking games. You guys want to do the Thursday night game? Dallas beating the shit out of New Orleans. Taysom Hill. Oof. Well, he's got a hand issue too. So four four fucking interceptions. Dude had like 25, 25 to 30 fantasy points, depending upon where he played, because he had 101 yards rushing. Just ridiculous. Um, Deontay Harris. Gone. Gone. That was Harris that had the... I said that right? Or was it Smith? Yeah. Yeah, Deontay Harris spent three games for DUI arrest. Oh. July traffic incident in Baltimore. That's right. So they finally took care of that. But uh, Dak Prescott... It was all right. I was surprised he didn't throw a little bit more in that game. <clears throat> Tony Pollard ripped off that long 58-yard run. Otherwise, he had nothing. Um, but he got the touchdown on it. CeeDee Lamb is CeeDee Lamb, man. Uh, knew Amari Cooper was basically going to be a decoy. Still did catch two passes on his two targets for 41 yards. Dalton Schultz uh, making up some of the difference in there. Michael Gallup with the touchdown. Liked Mac- Michael Gallup in that matchup. Um, Paulson, a Debo, but, uh, that game was shitty. Uh, running backs. I just don't really want anything to do with the running backs in the new Orleans anymore. I wouldn't mess around with it. We still don't know what's going to happen, uh, with Alvin Kamara yet. If he's going to come back, uh, this week or not, he's been out. I told you, I didn't like him. During draft season, there was I just uh, there was something weird about it. Just something weird about all of it. So, <clears throat> but moving on, we'll go to the Sunday games, Sunday early games. Uh, Tampa basically putting the Atlanta Falcons in the fucking woodshed and beating the shit out of them, thirty to seventeen. Tom Brady, who was in the cash game, right up thirty eight to thirty eight to fifty one for three sixty eight, four touchdowns and interception. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's the guy that we should have had. Just the guy that should have had paid up. Like I said, I paid down for Burrow. Chalk that one up for the injury. Plus, you know, this is a perfect pivot off of Leonard Fournette. There's no way he was going to have two good games in a row. Now, the real surprising thing is I did list uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I said that I like Chris Godwin more than Mike Evans, not 15 receptions on 17 targets for 143 more. Now, Mike Evans still finished, you know, several receptions for 99 yards on 10 targets. Very, very fucking efficient day uh, for both guys. Uh, 9.5 average for Chris Godwin, 14.1 on my, for Mike uh, Evans. Not bad. Rob Gronkowski got uh, two of the touchdown passes, uh, four receptions on eight targets for 58 yards with the two teddies. Uh, Leonard Fournette, though, was still involved in the passing game, uh, seven for 48 and a touch on eight targets. Now, that's pretty much it. Um, Still going to have two more games uh, without Antonio Brown. He is on suspension uh, for whatever the fucking mess is with the COVID-19 vaccination card. Matt Ryan, 30 of 41 for 297. What the fuck? 
no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I believe he did have a fumble, didn't he? Oh, no, Russell Gage had the fumble. Duh. Um, Corderell Patterson actually you know, came off looking kind of like a running back, 13 carries for 78 yards. Also had three catches on five targets for 18. Uh, very unusual that it actually isn't reversed, but it is what it is. Mike Davis, of course, tried to take me out in the seasonal seasonal fantasy football. Had four carries for 32 yards and a touchdown. Wow, Ad. What the fuck are we doing? Shut the fuck up. Uh, also had four catches for 37 yards on four targets. So, Mike Davis, go the fuck away. All right? No, we're not picking up Mike Davis if he's on the fucking waiver wire. Leave him there. Leave him there. Let him be somebody else's fucking disaster on their bench. Russell Gage was the big winner at wide receiver. 11 receptions for 130 yards on 12 targets. Russell Gage actually is a guy maybe to take a look at. (coughs) If he still happens to be out there. Um, Outside of that. There's not really anything much. Kyle Pitts isn't getting it done. And I don't really blame Kyle Pitts. I blame the Atlanta Falcons for kind of being douchebags and not knowing how to use them. Seven targets, four receptions for 48 yards, 12.0 average. I mean, technically the numbers are still good, but fuck, man. Get him outside. Get him outside. Utilize the speed. Get him on a short, uh, small fucking corner for fuck's sakes. All right, let's move on here. We are going to Arizona, beating the Chicago Bears 33-22. to Loved it, loved it, loved it. Although in this case, I would have said, hey, Chicago, maybe get a win here. Kyler Murray made his triumphant return, 11 for 15 for 123 yards. Not great, right? Two touchdowns, though, no interceptions. Also had 10 carries for 59 yards and another two touchdowns. You can't argue with it. Can't argue with it. Running quarterback against the Chicago Bears. I thought about it, but I figured it was going to be too risky. I was on James Conner more. Uh, he certainly did get the job done, though. 20 carries for 75 yards on the ground and through the air. Two targets, two receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown. He looked really fucking good on that touchdown, too, by the way. Just snuck it into that corner, um, running it in. Got inside the pylon. It was pretty. It was pretty. Other than that, there wasn't too much. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, early, two receptions for 32 yards and a touchdown. That was really early in the game outside of that. They didn't do too much, but they didn't need to really push uh, D-Hop in this game, which is good. You don't want to see him get injured again, uh, re-injure or whatnot. So here's the hoping that he stays healthy for the rest of the year. Hopefully not against me. Uh, but it is what it is. Chicago, Andy Dalton, 26-41, 229, two touchdowns, four, count them, four interceptions. Uh, I think at one point he was two for four um, <laughs> with two picks. So within his first four passes, he was already picked off twice. So not a good day for Andy Dalton, as expected. Now, I did look at David Montgomery. Uh, Steve Renner actually had him written up over at Daily Ambush, which is good. Uh, 21 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. Good for a 4.3 average. Also had eight receptions for 51 yards on nine targets. Very, very efficient. Uh, The reason why I did not want to use 
<clears throat> list, uh, I should say list, David Montgomery, uh, was just a plain and simple fact that the way that the Bears were utilizing him <clears throat> ever since he came back from IR. So didn't have a lot of trust. I used him in seasonal uh, DFS. I just I didn't want to mess around with the risk there. So David Montgomery, I think he's fine. Um, hopefully you kept Khalil Herbert if you have him as your handcuff or standalone. Keep holding on to Khalil Herbert because if something happens to David Montgomery, we're going to have Herbert all back again uh, just in time for the playoffs. Chicago receiving the big winner here outside of David Montgomery, of course. Uh, Jakeem Grant, five receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. Would I suggest getting Jakeem Grant? Absolutely Fucking no. 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 Do not go after Jakeem Grant. Uh, Cole Komet, though, three receptions, 41 yards on seven targets. Uh, not a very efficient day. Well, it did have a 13.7 average, though. Not bad at all. Darnell Mooney, oof, disappointing. Five uh, for 27 on seven targets. Not a very good day there. Jimmy Graham was the guy that got the other touchdown. Uh, one target, one reception, one yard, and one touchdown. Uh, no, you will not grab Jimmy Graham. Do not. Don't fucking do it. I know some of you assholes are fucking thinking about it. Don't fucking do it. <clears throat> you especially better not be fucking using them against me, because I swear to God I'll fucking kill somebody. I'll fucking stab you right through the goddamn jugular. Oh, man, moving on. L.A. Chargers putting a whooping on the Cincinnati Bengals, 41-22. to uh, Bengals did fight back uh, just after halftime. They were pretty much tied, I thought. Uh, maybe not. Um, oh, maybe. No, they were down by two. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, Burrow threw a uh, pick six, which was fantastic. Way to go. Way to go, Joe Burrow. Way to fuck me over on that one. <clears throat> but Justin Herbert looked really good. Was kind of surprised, of course, the foot injury to Chidobia Wuzier uh, didn't hurt at all. That's pretty much when the floodgates kind of opened up for Mike Williams. Uh, but Justin Williams, 26 of 35 for 317 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, didn't run a lot, but I guess he is the record holder for the L.A. Chargers in terms of rushing at the quarterback position. He had one carry for six yards. Austin Eckler, 14 for 59 and a touchdown. The only problem is he also had two fucking fumbles. He did pick up the slack in the passing game, though. Five for 45 on five targets, so still active there. Like I said, uh, with the Chidobia Wuzier foot injury, uh, Mike, Be uh, Mike Williams was the recipient on there with five receptions on seven targets for 110 yards, no touchdowns. Um, very, very efficient day, 22-yard uh, uh, average per catch. Uh, Jalen Guyton, <clears throat> four receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the longest one was the 44-yard touchdown on four targets. Uh, Keenan Allen, a very efficient day. Uh, Keenan Allen, of course, going on COVID. Uh, five receptions, 34 yards, two touchdowns. 
on a target. So at least he got in the end zone there. Jared Cook had written up in the GPP section of the article, went three for 29 on four targets. There was really no need to throw to him uh, once Awuzie was off the field. That was a huge, huge loss uh, for Cincinnati's secondary, <clears throat> especially since he was far and away the best corner that they had. Joe Burrow, 24 of 40 for 300 yards, uh, one touchdown, two interceptions. Also had one carry for six yards, got a rushing touchdown. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Uh, still failed. Joe Mixon, 19 carries, 54 yards. Woof, woof, one touchdown. Really kind of started getting it uh, in the second half until Chargers started kind of blowing it away. Uh, only had one target in the passing game, no catches. So that was a bummer. Um, <laughs> if you thought Austin Eckler was bad, wait until you see what Joe Mixon's going to do against the worst rush defense in the league. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan did pick up some of the slack, though. Five carries for 36 yards. So handcuff your Joe Mixon if you can. Handcuff him. T. Higgins was in the cash portion. He was in the cash portion. I fucking knew I should have used T. Higgins, and I didn't fucking do it. Nine receptions, 138 yards, and a touchdown on 14 targets. He is, As long as they're going to try and double cover or at least shade uh, a safety over to Jamar Chase's side, T. Higgins is going to be the beneficiary of that. Tyler Boyd even can't has been stepping it in the last couple of games. So some people had dropped Tyler Boyd, and I'm like, why? He does not deserve to be on the fucking uh, waiver wire. So I picked him up a couple weeks ago, but five receptions, 85 yards on seven targets, man. PPR, you're talking 13.5 points? Fuck, I'll take that out of a third, out of a wide receiver three, wide receiver four, essentially. Um in totality of wide receivers, but Jamar Chase, <clears throat> five receptions, 52 yards on eight targets, did what he could. Um, he was a cash slash GPP play. He was a high end, though. I uh, doubt anybody uh, paid up for him outside of GPP. CJ Uzoma, uh, GPP tight end. These, you know, Jared Cook, CJ Uzoma, on. Till some of these other guys start going down, you cannot fucking trust them. Okay, Jared Cook, we might be able to next week. We got to see what the matchup is because with Austin, uh, with Keenan Allen out of the slot, that could mean more targets for Jared Cook in the middle of the field. But CJ Ozoma, three receptions uh, for twenty yards on six targets, actually got a lot of targets. I was quite surprised, but uh, definitely did not get it done. This week here in my mind is the game of the week. Minnesota Vikings handing the Detroit Lions their first win of the season. 29 to 27 Lions. Roar. Kirk Cousins, 30 of 40 for 340 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Also had two carries for six yards, but did lose a fumble. Alexander Madison. What did I say? I said on FanDuel and DK, no cash. On Yahoo, where he was $18, which is below the $20 threshold, 
that's kind of your bonus area when you get running backs that low. So Alexander Madison was finding cash over there, 22 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. Also had three grabs for 34 yards on three targets. So very, very good there uh, for Alexander Madison on Yahoo. Um, Tyler Conklin actually was not bad at tight end. Uh, was a recipient of, you know, <clears throat> Adam Thielen went down with a high ankle sprain early in the game. That opened up more for Tyler, Con- you know, more targets for Tyler Conklin, KJ Osborne, especially one Justin Jefferson, who had 11 receptions for 182 yards and a touchdown on 14 targets. Like I said, Tyler Con- Conklin. Uh, also filling in part of that role, seven catches for 56 yards on nine targets, no touchdowns. K.J. Osborne got a touchdown, though. Did kind of like him this week. Uh, four receptions for 47 yards, the touchdown on seven targets. Of course, you could never play him, not with Adam Thielen on there. So uh, everybody else, nothing, nothing. Nothing else on Minnesota. We go to Detroit, Jared Goff. <laughs> who it was kind of funny, uh, somebody actually dropped him uh, just before this game in a two-quarterback league. I don't know why. Um, it might have been for Gardner Minshew. It's fine. Uh, 25 of 41 for 296. This is by far and away his best game of the year. Uh, three touchdowns, one interception. Very, very good. A lot of shit being talked about. Uh, Jamal Williams, uh, 17 of 71 on the ground. The only thing is you can't really yell at Jamal Williams like, well, you didn't really produce anything. Well, he didn't fucking throw it to him either. He had one reception for nine yards on one target. What do you want? He can't do anything if he's not getting the ball fucking thrown to him, especially when rookie slot wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown is going nuts. Ten receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets all day, every day. Amon Ross St. Brown. He should be rostered. Whether or not you're able to start him uh, is the real question. There's only really two wide receivers that I would trust in this situation, and it's St. Brown and Josh Reynolds, who was in the write-up as a very dirt-cheap value. Uh, If you used him on DK, he really fucking panned out. Uh, Four receptions for 69 yards on seven targets. He basically 3x, I believe. Uh, over there, that price is probably going to start rising up now. Um, we'll have to wait and see. If it stays down there, Josh Reynolds is in play every fucking week. TJ Hawkinson, big old tight end, four receptions for forty nine yards and a touchdown on eight targets. We like we like ourselves one TJ Hawkinson, um, but uh, he's getting. I mean. A lot of people are surprised by the lack of production that he's, that he's had. Like I said, strength of schedule showed that it was going to be tough this year. Um, he is fighting through it. He's, you know, doing the best that he can. So uh, whatever you're getting for production in there, just think of it like this. At least you didn't draft Kyle Pitts. Uh, real quick one here. Indianapolis Colts beating the ever-living fuck out of the Houston Texans. 31 to nothing. Uh, basically, we're just going to talk all Colts, okay? Because on Houston's side, 
I am not playing another one of these motherfuckers ever again. Outside, maybe Brandon Cooks, uh, who is moving out of cash and moving straight into GPP. That's it. Um, with Davis Mills starting, uh, we could see a little bit more of the Brandon Cooks love, though. I will say that. So if somebody gets frustrated and drops Brandon Cooks, uh, go ahead and put a bid in him. He is still kind of a high-end wide receiver, three, low-end wide receiver, two. Uh, as far as Indianapolis side, Carson Wentz. I th- oh, God, why didn't I write him up in cash? That was the dumbest fucking thing. Ugh. Ugh. That was so terrible. I thought he was going to run a little bit more. But Carson Wentz, 16 of 22 for 158. One touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, he easily could have had another one um, if he really wanted to. But. I mean, the way you're looking at how much Indianapolis is beating the shit out of him on the ground. Jonathan Taylor, a no-brainer. What did I say? He had to get the two touchdowns to get anywhere close to value. Uh, 32 carries, 143 yards, good for a 4.5 average, two touchdowns. Now, that got you about 26 points. It didn't get you to a 3x, but you'll take that 26 points every single time. Didn't do anything, especially when he didn't do anything in the passing game because they didn't have to. So the 26 points uh, on FanDuel, 28 actually on DK, now that I kind of think about it, because you get the two points for the bonus on the 100, the 100 yard bonus. Uh, so twenty eight points over there. He was at nine. Po- he was at nine point two k. So he actually made value over on DraftKings. So it wasn't a bad return. Uh, Michael Pittman involved not only through the air but on the ground had two carries for thirty three yards, uh, six receptions for seventy seven yards on eight targets. He had a very very good game. Um, just want to return value for what he was priced. Um, so it was pretty good fade there. Uh, nothing else really uh, in this game, even from the receiving side. Uh, Jack Doyle, I did put in there. Uh, one target, one reception, 13 yards. Mo Ali Cox didn't do anything. Uh, Colin Granson didn't do anything. He had to have been pretty fucking hobbled in there. Um, and they just plus they just didn't really need to utilize him. T.Y. Hilton did nothing. You know, two receptions on two targets for 22 again. They didn't need to do shit. Uh, there's no way Houston was coming up, uh, you know, coming to get them at all. So, fuck it. <clears throat> Miami Dolphins, 20 to 9 winners over the New York Giants. Uh, Mike Lennon, 23 of 44 for 187. For a 187. Uh, zero TDs and an interception. Also got a concussion. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 11 carries for 55 yards. Um, did have six catches on nine targets. Yeah, for 19 yards. Yeah, way to go. Way to go. Saquon, I, unfortunately, it's... There may be one spot late in this year to take a shot on him. Um, as far as your fantasy team, like your seasonal fantasy teams with Saquon Barkley... Um, Would you fucking pause? Jesus Christ. I don't know if you can hear that ad when it comes on. 
but it's just fucking annoying. ESPN and NFL.com, they both have the fucking ads, and it just drives me up the wall. It's like, can I just shut you the fuck up? Oh, Christ. But, I mean, there's going to be a spot, uh, another... There's going to be a really good spot for Saquon Barkley where he's going to be, like, under 1% uh, utilized in DFS. Um, As far as your uh, seasonal leagues... Uh, you can sit Saquon if you can. You might not be able to because you spent either a first round or a second round pick on him. Um, it was really, it was a boomer bust. Uh, unfortunately, he is looking more and more like a bust. But I don't know if that's so much Saquon as it is his offensive line. Now, he did have, uh, you know, he was 11 for 55 on the ground. That's a 5.0 average. It's not bad. They just really got away from it. And it seems like they're keeping him on some kind of a restriction. Now, I'd have to check. I should actually see if the snap counts are available. One moment, please. Do the old Dr. Roto. One moment, please. I don't have a pen. Otherwise, I'd I'd do a pen click for you. I always loved it. I always loved it when Dr. Roto would do the fucking pen. Does the pen click. Let's see here. Oh, I cannot wait to get to the Denver game and talk about my guy. Uh, let's see what we got here. You gonna come up? No results to show. They haven't they haven't tabulated them yet. Uh, well, I'm really curious on that snap count. I'm hoping to really add that in this year or for next year. I hope I got time to do it. I just wish. Oh, you can fuck. Ooh, I can put that on a spreadsheet. Hmm. <laughs> I'll have to take a look at that. Um, I know there are some people that were on Kenny Galladay. It's just terrible. It, I, you're not playing fucking Kenny Galladay. Fuck that. There's some teams that you just have to stay away from. And New York is... The Giants really are one of those teams where you just got to say, fuck it. I mean, we may get Sterling Shepard back next week, and then maybe Kadarius Tony. I just don't have any fucking interest, to be completely honest with you. Um, if they beat us, they beat us, but fuck, man. I mean, Kenny Galladay, three for 37 on five targets. Get the fuck out of here. Evan Ingram uh, was the big winner at tight end and wide receiver, basically. Uh, four receptions for 61 yards on five targets. I mean, that's the best that they can do. They can't even get a fucking touchdown, dude. How terrible is that? Miami side, um, I'm I'm starting to kind of turn into a Tua Tagovailoa fan um, just because he's, instead of him being propped up as like this prodigal son uh, quarterback, you know, that was drafted high, a lot of people are shitting on him, and he's handling himself in such a professional fucking manner that he's really, I've really started turning um, into uh, uh, I feel really positive about the kid. You know, I think he's going to get fucked uh, at the end of the year, uh, especially if the Deshaun Watson stuff happens to be true and he gets rid of the lawsuits or whatnot. Um, Somebody's going to take a shot on Tua. He's going to end up in a really good spot. I'd love it. I'd love it. Him in fucking Denver? I'd actually like that. Denver should really think about that before Aaron Rodgers. 
So, but Tua, 30 for 41, 244, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, only rushed it twice for a yard. So, not much on the ground. It's fine. It's fine. Like I said, I, I he's starting to really become a Tua fan. There was a bunch of people on Miles Gaskin this weekend, and I don't know what the fuck they were looking at. 15 carries for 44 yards, good for a 2.9 average. Way to go on that one. Um, just because the Giants rush defense does not mean you can use every fucking running back against them, uh, especially Miles Gaskin. Uh, also had two receptions for five yards. Good. Good. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Jalen Waddle, we liked. Um, I'm really starting to come around on this kid. It's very hard. He's a very hard worker. He's really developed himself into a, a pretty nice wide receiver. Uh, nine receptions for 90 yards on 11 targets, no touchdowns. Um, he's a little bit higher. He's like a little bit higher price Hunter Renfro in the middle. Um, I like Waddle a little bit more than Renfro just because he's got a little bit more juice, uh, a little bit faster player. But um, I was a little bit worried, a little bit hesitant about putting him in cash um, once I found out that Devontae Parker was probably going to make his return, but I still left it in there. Anyways, he did a good job. PPR, he got 18 points out of Jalen Waddle. He was only, what, I think like 16 like six thousand, we'll go back through it real quick uh, before in the end. But uh, Devonte Parker coming back, five receptions, sixty-two yards on five targets. Go ahead, pick up Devonte Parker. It's okay. You don't necessarily have to start him, but we can start him in good spots. So uh, Mike Kaziki at tight end, seven receptions for forty-six yards on eleven targets. It's kind of like meh, meh, but a PPR, yeah, you get eleven points out of your tight end. You take it all day, every day, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Let's move on. This was a real fun game. Philadelphia beating New York Jets 33-18. to uh, This was a real fun game for about a quarter and a half, and then it just kind of slogged out. Um, <clears throat> Garner Minshew filling in for Jalen Hurts at quarterback. 20-25 uh, for 242. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I think I need to change my confidence pool pick. I think I'm going to change. Where am I at? Oh, nobody's on the Patriots. We're going to save that. We're going to save that. Oh, I have no shot at winning that. That's all right. Maybe I'll move up. I'm okay. Change from Buffalo to New England. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Gardner Minshew, 20-25, 242, and two touchdowns. Uh, also had four carries for 11 yards. He did very, very well. In there, Miles Sanders got hurt again, uh, but he did come back in. Uh, he, had, he had 24 carries for 120 yards. At some point, he was going to get that 100-mile mark, and he fucking did it. Uh, also had three receptions for 22 yards. Uh, while he was injured, though, they had Kenneth Gainwell come in, 12 carries for 54 yards, and got the touchdown. Uh, a little pissed off about that. He also had five catches for 33 yards. Very good day for him backing up Miles Sanders. Uh, they did not have Boston Scott or... Um, uh, 
Jordan, Jordan Howard, uh, due to injury. So that turned out very, very well. Uh, Dallas Goddard was in the cash right up. Oh, I hope somebody fucking used him. Six catches, 105 yards, and two touchdowns. He did almost all that uh, within that quarter and a half. Um, got the job done on six targets. I mean, he caught all six targets. They just didn't have to do anything anymore. Uh, Quiz Watkins, three for 60 on three targets. Uh, Devontae Smith, uh, who was in GPP, unfortunately, two receptions, 15 yards on four targets. Uh, unfortunately, I think I might have to retire running up Devontae Smith. Uh, it's going to be few and far between. New York side, Zach Wilson, 23-38 for 226. Two touchdowns, one interception. It wasn't as bad of a day. Uh, also had three carries for zero yards, but guess what? That zero yards got him a touchdown. Um, Tevin Coleman is the clear-cut uh, lead pony here. Uh, 11 carries for 58 yards. Good for a 5.3 average. It was very good, uh, though it's fifth Philadelphia. Had three receptions for 19 yards on four targets. There really wasn't much going on with Ty Johnson, uh, Austin Walter there. So, um, yeah, we'll just kick that one to the curb. Elijah Moore looks like Zach Wilson finally... Finally took the notes from uh, Joe Flacco there. Six receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. Not very efficient, but good day. Good solid day for the rookie. Uh, we liked Elijah Moore. He's going to turn out He's going to turn out to be a really good dynasty player, I feel. Uh, uh, let's see here. Corey Davis got hurt. Um, Ryan Griffin, tight end. Close. Close to writing him up. Uh, two receptions on two targets for 15 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Would have got you the value that you needed. Instead, I did. I was kind of jokingly put Kenny uh, Yaboa in there, um, knowing that Ryan Griffin was going to get the, the line shares of the snaps. But, I mean, really, how much did you lose off of Foster Moreau? This week, if you use Kenny Yaboa for less, I mean, you would have been able to fit a lot better players in there, even taking the zero. But I will tell you, he had a target. He had a target. He's in the target spreadsheet. Can't take that away from me. All right, we're getting into the late afternoon games here. Oh, oh. Washington, 17 to 15 winners over the Las Vegas Raiders. Wrote up the Washington defense. Thank you very much. Uh, did actually pretty well. Uh, Taylor Heineke for the Douche Canoes. 23 of 30 for 196. Two touchdowns, one interception. That interception was fucking horrible. Um, but he did have his arm hit. That was a problem. Uh, also had three carries for 10 yards. I don't think he fumbled. No, there's no fumbles from this side. Uh, Antonio Gibson in the cash uh, side. 23 carries for 88 yards, 3.8 average. Um, you pretty much you were just looking for the bulk of the workload. Wow. Wow. Stupid commercial again. Uh, also had four receptions, or five receptions, my bad, uh, for 23 yards and a touchdown on six targets. Very, very good day by one Antonio Gibson. Uh, the big winner who turned out to be the big loser is Logan Thomas. 
Uh, three receptions for 48 yards and a touchdown on five targets. He has a torn ACL. He's gone. You can drop him. Uh, John Bates is a rookie tight end. Uh, like John Bates, he's he's a he's a big motherfucker too. Uh, three receptions for 42 yards on four targets. John Bates is going to end up being your guy. Um, I think even with even if Ricky Seals Jones comes back, um, not something that we can really trust, but we might be able to utilize in DFS. Uh, Adam Humphrey showed up again. His one you know fart in the wind type moment. Uh, four receptions for 38 yards on five targets. Terry McLaurin, whew, whew, three for 22 on five targets. Horrible, horrible fucking day there. <coughs> Las Vegas. Okay. So I got asked this, that if I'm on Hunter Renfro... And Foster Moreau, why am I not on Derek Carr? And I stated it when I wrote up the Washington defense. Washington defense starting to come around, starting to get that pass rush in there. So I don't like Derek Carr. The offensive line is not that good. Derek Carr was under siege a lot. Now his escapability kept him alive um but i mean he still finished 28 of 38 for 249 no touchdowns no interceptions uh he was close a couple of times to getting picked off um also had two carries for 24 yards Derek carr i don't know why everybody was on him this week outside of looking at the numbers that i give you now i tell i tell you every once in a while the numbers can be deceiving Washington was getting so destroyed earlier in the year that those numbers have not been able to come down yet. They should be start. You should start seeing that coming down. Okay. They were, I think, 32 to quarterbacks. That's going to start coming down at some point, and you'll start seeing it. Josh Jacobs, 13 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Also had nine receptions for 38 yards um, on nine targets. So he is cl- he's now clearly uh, pretty much the only guy there. So we, we do need to take a look at Josh Jacobs for next week. Uh, Kenyon Drake, again, with the broken ankle. All for the year. Uh, Jalen Richard on COVID. So that's going to leave Josh Jacobs all by himself. Hunter Renfro was the correct start, not Foster Moreau. Nine, and I said I liked Hunter Renfro more. Uh, nine receptions, 102 yards on 10 targets. Foster Moreau, one reception for 34 yards. It was a pretty catch, though, uh, on three targets. Uh, the reason why Foster Moreau was pretty much put in there was as a block, knowing that he was going to be heavily utilized. Um, so it was something where we basically just go, fuck it. Let's just take what we can here um, and just get all the guys that we possibly can at the other positions. That's why you pay down like that in cash. It's the only fucking reason. doesn't matter if he produces or not. If everybody else produces at a high level. So 
Foster Moreau, you pay down, you punt, you're hoping for the touchdown, but at the same time, you're just hoping that you're putting together a better lineup because you're able to get uh, better players at the other positions. Moving on, uh, the L.A. Rams absolutely destroyed the Jacksonville Jaguars. No surprise there. 37-7. Woof. 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 Don't like anybody on Jacksonville. I just don't. I just don't. Okay, God damn it. Trevor Lawrence, 16-28, uh, 145. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, James Robinson, 8-24. for 24. Also lost a fumble. Uh, James Robinson also had one catch for 11 yards on four targets. Carlos Hyde is now in the picture. Um, I think this, unfortunately, is going to become the new problem here. Nine carries for 24 yards, got the touchdown, even though he only averaged 2.7 yards per carry. Uh, Also had a target for, (laughs) had a reception on one target for minus one yards. So great, great. Uh, Laquan Treadwell is the big winner here. Four receptions for 62 yards on five targets. No, you're not. Not. I don't want anybody in Jacksonville. I don't want James O'Shaughnessy, even though I love James O'Shaughnessy. I want nothing to fucking do with this offense. I just don't. Unfortunately, if you got a guy like James Robinson, you have to hold on to him. Marvin Jones, you can cut him. Um, LaVisca Chanel, you can fucking cut him. Laquan Treadwell, not picking him up. <sighs> Rams, I'm really pissed off about. That fucking report where Daryl Henderson uh, was going to be active, but they just did not say anything about the emergency situation. I think Howard Bender actually over at Fancy Alarm. I caught it after, of course, um, had said that he, you know, they were here and that it was an emergency situation. That's great. I'm glad none of that came out before the fucking game. Um, who's our inactives for this game? Oh, nobody of importance over in New England. Let's see. Buffalo. Marcus Stevenson. Oh, no. Isaiah McKenzie out. What? Interesting. Holy fucking wind. <laughs> 28 mile per hour wind. Those goalposts are fucking rocking out. That is awesome. That is absolutely awesome. No precipitation at all. Got it done before the game. Nice. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 26 to 38, uh, 295 and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, yeah, so the, the whole Daryl Henderson thing really just irritated the shit out of me because I wanted to start Sonny Michelle. I pulled him out in seasonal. Seasonal. I couldn't fucking trust it. And I said, I just can't fucking trust it. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Sean McVay is such a fucking douchebag. And sure enough, Sonny Michelle starts. He was a good play. 24 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Ugh. Also had three grabs for eight yards on four targets. It sucks. It just sucks. So fucking dumb. Uh, but um, let's see here. So Cooper Cup does Cooper Cup things. Set it. Fantastic matchup. Eight receptions, 129 yards, and a touchdown on 10 targets. So basically 26 points, which is good. Um, basically just about hit. I think he, he went over value. He, or he was right at a no. He went over a little bit on value 
on DK. Now you didn't get so much, you know, on on uh, Yahoo and and FanDuel because it was half point PPR, but still, still really good, really good game. Uh, Tyler Higby at tight end, five receptions for forty eight yards on six targets. Nice of him to show up, but still wouldn't have returned any value if you played him. Van Jefferson, our guy, he's on streak. He's streaking. Six receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. I mean, you'll take 16 from Van Jefferson in a PPR any day. Odell Beckham, two receptions, 28 yards and a touchdown on five targets. Ugh. Ugh. You can't cut him, but you really should. He's just fucking hot garbage. Pittsburgh Steelers, 20-19 to winners over the Baltimore Ravens as the Ravens went for two at the end of the game to try and just take the win instead of tie it up and go. Uh, one of the reasons was all the injuries in the secondary, including uh, star cornerback Marlon Humphreys. Lamar Jackson in this game, 23-37 for 253, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, has not been great lately, but, I mean, you'll take that, especially when he has eight carries for 55 yards. So you're just really kind of hoping that he doesn't throw that stupid pick or uh, fumble it at some point. Devontae Freeman's really the guy in the backfield if you I mean if you have to start one. Um fourteen carries for fifty-two yards and a touchdown. Also had five catches for forty-five yards on eight targets. So Devontae Freeman is really Lamar Jackson's boo. So hopefully you have him there. You can use, you can pretty much use him as your RB two uh any given week. Um if you have to, I mean. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, uh, put him in GPP. Uh, didn't really get it done, though. Five receptions for 55 yards and seven targets. Uh, Mark Andrews, who, you know, people are saying that he dropped the fucking potential two-point, but that thing was way the fuck wide on him. Um, there's not much that he could have done on that. Four receptions for 50 yards on nine targets. Uh, Sammy Watkins is the guy who got the touchdown, four receptions uh, for 39 yards on six targets with the touchdown. Outside of that, everybody else is gone. Rashad Bateman, only one target. Well, it was fun while it lasted. You can cut that motherfucker. Um, Still like him in seasonal, though, or uh, dynasty. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, 21-31 for 236, two touchdowns, no interceptions. (laughs) What? What? Are you kidding me? Awesome. That is amazing. Uh, Najee Harris, 21 carries for 71 yards. Also had five catches for 36 yards on five targets. So, you know, gets the over 100 uh, all-purpose yards. That's great. Uh, The big winner at wide receiver was Deontay Johnson. Just missed that cut uh, as far as wide receivers were concerned. Uh, But he was the beneficiary of Humphreys being out. Uh, eight receptions for 105 yards, two touchdowns on 11 targets. Chase Claypool did not really show. Eh, he showed up to the game a little bit. Uh, two receptions, 52 yards on three targets. Pat Fryermuth got the two-point conversion, uh, but only three receptions for 26 yards on four targets. So, ugh, ugh. I'll still attack the Ravens with tight ends, high-quality tight ends. Um, the game that had incredible point output, but uh, was really kind of fucking blah uh, for fantasy, was uh, Seattle beating the San Francisco 49ers 30-23. to 
Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in this game, 20 of 30 for 299, two touchdowns, but did have the two interceptions. Um, Jesus, I haven't even put the numbers in here. Travis Benjamin, really? Was on the field and lost a fumble? What the fuck? Uh, Elijah Mitchell, running back, had him written up. 22 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. Not very good there, uh, but did make up for a little bit with three receptions for 18 yards on three targets. Uh, it was actually a pretty decent day for him, uh, point-wise. Did really, really well. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll start this one first here. Brandon Ayuk, three for 55 on six targets. It's just unacceptable. Should have been a lot more. But, I mean, what are you going to do when you have George fucking Kittle have nine receptions for 181 yards and two touchdowns on 12 targets? I mean, it's just George Kittle day. We just ran into George Kittle day, all right? Juwan Jennings? Sorry, buddy. One reception for eight yards on one target. Woof. Now you'll come back next week and have like 100 yards fucking receiving. Seattle side did write up Russell Wilson. Uh, 30 of 37. Very good day. Uh, 231. So I believe the over-under prop on his passing was 229. So he just hit that. Uh, two touchdowns and an interception there. Also had three carries for 15 yards. Uh, the big winner at running back actually was Travis Homer. Three carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. Now, his the reason why he has 80 yards was a direct snap on the punt for a 73-yard touchdown run. Uh, that's where he got his touchdown, of course, but uh, just terrible, terrible day. Rashad Penny, man, 10 for 35. Way to go there. Adrian Peterson, the old man. 11 carries for 16 yards and a touchdown. He was close to getting a second one. I would have called fucking shenanigans on that all day, every day, but it is what it is there. As far as receivers go, Tyler Lockett was the winner. Seven receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. The numbers actually did show that Tyler Lockett was the guy. But I preferred DK Metcalf in there who went five for 60 on eight targets, so did not work out. D. Eskridge got the other touchdown. Uh, three receptions, 35 yards, and a touchdown on three targets. Uh, him and Freddie Swaim basically splitting in the slot. Outside of that, nothing else really in here. Um, that we need to deal with. So Sunday night football game: the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Denver Broncos twenty-two to nine. Not without them trying. Holy shit! They had a twenty-play drive that ended with no fucking points. The Denver Broncos did last night. Ridiculous. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Just sucks. Teddy Bridgewater, 22 of 40 for 257 and a touchdown, two interceptions. Also had four carries for 17 yards. Uh, the big story of the day was Javante Williams, the rookie running back, uh, finally got his start without Melvin Gordon there. 23 carries for 102 yards, good for a 4.4 average, not bad. Mike Boone did chip in four carries for 35. That was an 8.8 average. Mm. Not really too worried about him there. Javante Williams did have six receptions on nine targets for 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, very good game. Very good game for our guy, Javante Williams. Jerry Judy was the big winner at wide receiver. Four receptions for 77 yards and six targets. That is, you know, that's Teddy Bridgewater's guy. It just is. Cortland Sutton, you might ask. Two receptions for 15 yards on six targets. 
when Teddy throws to fucking Cortland Sutton, I don't know if this thing is actually Cortland Sutton or Teddy Bridgewater just doesn't know how to throw to a fucking big uh, big wide receiver. Every time I saw him in that first half throw to Cortland Sutton, he would throw it fucking low. So he'd throw it like directly at the fucking corner, which was uh, Traverius Ward. And that's where one of the interceptions went. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do you expect? You threw it right to him. All he had to do was turn around and fucking get it. It's shitty. But uh, Noah Fant, uh, four receptions, 33 yards on four targets. Uh, Albert O, three for 21 on four. Nothing else there. Kansas City offense still doesn't look great. Patrick Mahomes, 15 of 29 for 184. Uh, No touchdowns and an interception. Also had four carries for 12 yards and a uh, touchdown run there. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 14 carries for 54 yards. I actually like Clyde Edwards-Alaire in this game. Uh, Did the best that he could, 14 of 54, 3.9 average. Not great, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire also had three receptions for 28 yards on three targets. Daryl Williams actually, you know, kind of outpointed him, I believe. Uh, Yeah, he did. Five carries for 20 yards. Uh, not a big deal there, but had three receptions for 60 yards on three targets. So um, not much out of the uh, big two. Travis Kelsey, three for 27 on eight targets. Uh, Tyreek Hill, two for 22 on five targets. Just uh, this It's still Patrick Mahomes, man. They, they want to give all this credit to the fucking Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm telling you right now, dude, this offense is, unless they get this shit straightened out, uh, they're not going to last too long. They are just not going to last too long at all. So, let's do the final run through through the Cash GPP article here. Uh, Tom Brady and Cash, great. Fantastic. Uh, That was the play to go. Um, as far as my write-up was concerned. So it is what it is. We move on to next week. Carson Wentz, blah, shouldn't have even been in there. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, he actually came close to fucking hitting his point totals that he needed. Um, so it wasn't as bad of a, a loss as I would like to say, but... You know, I'm still going to chalk that one up as a loss. GPP, uh, Lamar Jackson, eh, for the price he had to pay for it, loss. Uh, Gardner Minshew, (laughs) hey, like I said, if Minshew gets a start, then all bets are off. I'm thinking about going off the rails and using Minshew as he will allow you to pay up everywhere else in your lineup. Wouldn't go heavy, though. If Hurts does play, I may still use him, but I don't know if I can trust a hobbled running quarterback. Uh, DK had their King of the Beach tournament this weekend. Uh, their live, one of their live final tournaments. Uh, Gardner Minshew was the quarterback in that lineup. Um, just so you're well aware, and just for fun, shits and giggles. Sometimes you can trust these guys. Okay, uh, Russell Wilson. I think he kind of paid off. Really, he he paid off. I I mean, as you know, kind of an option, especially in the late games. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad at all, really, for him. Uh, running back Jonathan Taylor. We're going to give him a fucking win. Uh, I think he deserves it. Best running back in football. Um, enjoy the bye week, everybody who has 
uh, Jonathan Taylor. Joe Mixon, fail. Fail. Um, <laughs> really big fail on that one. Um, sucks. It was such a good fucking matchup, too, but that was a huge fail. Eli Mitchell, you got to watch some pricing. You got to watch when I when I green mark these pricings, okay? Remember, you kind of want to take these numbers and you kind of want to... Uh, you can't really do it with Yahoo, but um, you kind of want to take at least... like Take the first number, the seven, times it by three. That's what you're looking for. So over on DK, uh, you were looking for 18 points out of Eli Mitchell. I believe he actually hit it. Um, so he's actually a win. James Conner, win across the board. Uh, Miles Sanders, win, uh, especially over on DK. Uh, Antonio Gibson, win. Uh, price, it was stupid. It was ridiculous. And then Sonny Michelle, win. So not too bad on the running backs here. GPP, Austin Eckler. Uh, no, we're going to say a loss because of the two fumbles that he lost there. Alexander Madison, he was a win on Yahoo. Which I noted, Yahoo, Corderell Patterson fail, Jamal Williams fail, Ugh. wide receiver. Okay, starting in cash. Cooper Cup, that's a win. That's actually a win, uh, especially over on DK with a full point PPR. Uh, Justin Jefferson, huge win, huge win. I will always look at the wide receiver facing cornerback Amani Aruwarie, and it just so happens to be the week after Adam Thielen got his points. It's Jefferson week, week 13, and now there's no Thielen. We got to watch his price. His price, he's going to be up there. He's going to be real fucking up there. I know they came out today. I haven't put him in yet. Uh, Mike Evans, win. Uh, Chris Godwin, bigger win. Uh, prefer Godwin in the spot as I like the slot wide receiver against the Falcons. Slot wide receiver. CD Lamb spot. This was a CD Lamb spot a couple weeks ago. This is why I pinpointed that I liked Godwin more. Uh, but I did have some love for Evans. Both of them were good. Um, Brandon Ayuk, fail. Juwan Jennings, fail. Ooh. Uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, win over on DK. Um FanDuel, not so much. Needed a touchdown over there. Uh, Brandon Cooks, fail. T. Higgins. Oh, my God. Look at that. He was $5,800 fucking dollars. He was the same price as Hunter Henry, Hunter Hunter Renfro. He was cheaper on Yahoo. Uh, T. Higgins, big win. Hunter Renfro, big win. Uh, Josh Reynolds actually was a win because he was value. He was cheap value. He was better on DK, though, with that 3400 to be honest with you. The $13 that he was over on Yahoo uh, was a really good price. Um, we're going to watch that. We're going to watch him see if his stock ends up rising in there. Um, but it may it may still sit down because I'm on Ross St. Brown got the touchdown. Uh, GPP, Jamar Chase, was a fail. Uh, DK Metcalf, fail. Uh, Tyler Lockett, that is it. Lockett was a win. These two have been getting killed by the quarterback position the last few weeks. This is the same spot that Thielen went off last week, which puts Lockett on my radar first. But don't forget about Metcalf, who 
who everyone has written off in a matchup against Josh Norman. Josh Norman's actually been playing pretty decent. Fuck you, Josh Norman. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, fail. Devontae Smith, fail. T.Y. Hilton, fail. So most of it was in cash. Uh, a couple of GPP guys in there. The tight ends. George Kittle. <laughs> Big fucking win. Big fucking win. Oh, my God. That DVP is going to fucking skyrocket. Um, ooh, Mooch took the Patriots, huh? Pat Fryermuth, fail. Jared Cook, fail. Ooh, Foster Moreau. It was actually a win because he got you everything else. Okay? It sucks, though, because if you used... In cash, if you use Foster Moreau, then you couldn't. You technically didn't want to use Hunter Renfro. That's what really sucks. Uh, GPP Dallas Goddard win, baby. CJ Uzoma no fail. Jack Doyle fail. Kenny Uboya, Uboa, yeah, this is a fail. Um, so we got one of the cat. We got one GPP tight end that won. We're counting one, two cash, uh, cash tight ends. So ugh. Uh, defenses. How did these come out? Arizona, win. Philly, technically it was kind of a win. Technically it was a win. Uh, Miami Dolphins, very good uh, win there. LA Rams, win. Baltimore Ravens, uh, uh, fail. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals were actually starting to come around. Um, it the points probably took you out, so that's kind of a fail. Uh, Jets, uh, GPP, rollout. It was only if you didn't trust Gardner Minshew, uh, so we'll call fail there. But Washington football team, the douche canoes. Value defense of the week. Thank you. Thank you. I think there was only like one defensive touchdown this whole weekend. Um, that was actually the Chargers against Joe Burrow. So, uh, it is what it is. Um, there's not much you can really do. You just try to do the best with what you got. But, uh, now we're back on track. We're, we're tracking. Check, 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 check. We're checking on into week 14. So. I know I didn't really rant nearly as much as I really wanted to, not as hard as I wanted to, but at least I got a couple of things off my chest, and I feel a hell of a lot better. And I feel a hell of a lot better that I'm going to end up getting back on track here. So let's get the big boss man. Let's get the big boss man a fucking win this week, huh? I want to enjoy it with everybody else. But uh, I don't know when the next one's going to be. Maybe it'll just be an odds and ends talk about on uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. I don't know. But I'll see you later this week. We're going to get a couple more in. Oh, my God. i got to get out of here. The music's almost done. Bye, motherfuckers.